Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Bergio, James Lamplow. This morning, we're going to be talking about trying to secure a long lease at the low rent. This is a big challenge at the moment with commercial tenancies. We've said on um, previous shows that we've seen a lot of activity in the retail market, in commercial, in general for leasing. But one and that is because owners are willing to negotiate, tenants know there's some deals out there, but we are hitting, um, there are some challenges at the moment because James, as much as tenants love low rent, they also love security, especially if they have a fit out to do and moving costs. Talk us about some of the yeah. challenges uh, as agents we are have negotiating, tenants concerns and owners concerns in the market at the moment. Yeah, so I think um, to take a step back from the last 18 months where typically your commercial landlords may not be as open to negotiating, they've probably got a set um, term that they're looking for. That might be, you know, length of lease, percentage increase, price for their property. They're quite solid with that. Some of them are happy to let the property stay vacant for a long time until they secure that. Move forward to the start of COVID. And there was so much uncertainty coming through the, the, the commercial marketplace that we saw a switch up where all of a sudden the tenants were having a little bit more power in the negotiation of the landlords because the landlords wanted some sort of income, but they just didn't want to lock something in for, for seriously long term. So there's been this bit of war of attrition between landlords and, uh, sorry, landlords and tenants trying to negotiate a fair deal between them both wanting to get something done, but for example, the tenants not wanting to go for something super short term, even if the price was quite low, because they want the security of the tenure. And then the landlords not wanting to lock in something too long for that low price because of a number of reasons, whether it be yield or just the, the you know, their, their, what they're planning to do with the property, how they envisage it being um, carried out, performed in, who they've got there. Talk us through like short term, long term. So what what's the typical le lease term and then yep. what are owners proposing back? What are the figures? Yep. So throughout the commercial marketplace, you're probably typically finding the preference is a three by three year lease, which means a three year lease with an option period of a further three years, or it might be a five by five year lease. Um, you wouldn't see as many really shorter ones, but we were, you know, doing deals that might have been six months, one year, two years. Now, there have been lower rents, so people have wanted really long leases. <laughs> but it's almost like a spanner in the works because they're very conflicting for both parties. One means one thing for the other, but a very different thing for the other. Yeah, because generally a structure of a lease would be, let's say, three years plus three years, so the tenant's got it secured for up to six years. But let's say the rent's 40000 a year, and then you'd have your 3% increases, for example. Um, so, and then it's sort of set and forget. <laughs> But and you ones at sort of your market rate, but with some deals, let's call it twenty thousand a year. Tenants are wanting the same structure, like it's twenty grand yeah. a year plus three percent for the remainder. But the owner's like, no, no, I'm happy to discount, let's say twenty grand from the forty on year one. But if I do that over six years, that's going to be a hundred and twenty grand, and we're only talking about this one year. So where traditionally you just negotiate one rent and it just compounds upwards. Yeah. Um, some, de some deals are like, well, it's 20 grand year one 
And then the owner's like, well, I want to go to 40 grand for year two or we'll stage it up. And because the, and what we said, I think on yesterday's show where even if the tenant pays is paying half price and they know market price is double, it's so hard to get someone to pay double the rent they were paying, even if it's worth it, because in their yeah. mind, they've moved in, they're like, this basically cost me $300 a week, and now it's going to 600 but nothing's changed. It's That is a very big obstacle to overcome. So yeah. that's where we're seeing owners going, well, I'm happy to do a deal. Like, yeah, times are tough. I was getting 40 grand, I'll do it for 20, but I'm only going to do it for a year or two. So you either we either just do a one-year lease of 20 grand and we reassess, but some tenants are like, no, because I, in, in one year, like it cost me 20 grand to move. I don't want to have, I need security. So then the owner goes, well, 20 grand you one and then goes to 40 or whatever it is. And like, no, I want to negotiate on that. And it yeah. really skews where people's points are because it's almost like how quickly they forget why it's even at 20. The, no, a 20 grand jump's too big, let's do five. And it's like, no, but it's supposed to be 40. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. So how and that's you it, it's difficult. Go on, sorry. I was just saying, so how are you overcoming that? What, are, what, what sort of been the conclusion of a couple deals that you've done? Have they just done the one-year lease? Have you staggered it? What sort of been the results on a couple? Yep, so... There's, there's been a few where the landlords have just said, no, they're being too cheeky. I actually just don't want to deal with this person. Um, there are other ones where they said, okay. I just want to emphasize on that point because a, a lot of people, that's a big difference between the mentality of a commercial landlord compared to residential. Um, and where a lot of times we'll advise clients like, yes, you want the lowest price, but you don't want to go too low. Because these, unlike a residential tenant where they would they would sort of keep talking to you, a commercial owner will yeah. just say, I'm not dealing with you. You're not taking it serious or you've disrespected me by offering that. You're being ridiculous. Goodbye. Yeah. And they make, and they do that without even having someone else up their sleeve, don't they, James? It's just like, yeah. you're not They're serious. just like, see ya. Yeah, your trouble to come because a lot of these um, owners, they've seen so much, they've been through it and they're like, that's a sign of a troublemaker because um, yeah. everyone, yes, wants the best deal for themselves, but commercial, it's all about being respectful to both parties, especially during COVID. We've had to, it sucked for everyone. Landlords have had no um, help. Tenants have had virtually no help. It sucked, but people who can look at both sides of a deal um, do a lot better. And yeah, so I just wanted to emphasize that point yeah. in the mentality difference. I yeah, am now hoping there's, there's a little bit more, not that they're directly communicating with it, but commercial, there's more dialogue between tenant and landlord. Residential tenancy, there's no, there's no dialogue whatsoever. Um, so there's a big, big difference there. So we've done some deals that, that have been below market rent. A couple of them might've been maybe 30% below market rent. However, they've typically been a 12-month lease, no, no option to renew. That doesn't mean they're getting kicked out after 12 months, but it means that the landlord has the, the little bit of extra flexibility over what they can do with that property so that that person can be terminated or it can be renegotiated back up to a fairer rent in the future. So every single deal is very different in commercial. There's no similar structure that works consistently throughout property to property, um, but 
yeah, I think it's been short-term deals. We will give you a good rate to get someone in just so I've got a little bit of cash coming through the property rather than nothing. But as soon as they start saying, as you were talking about earlier, Burge, I, I want to do this discounted rent, but I want a five by five year lease. Then it's like, as you said about the compound interest, where we're looking long term, the compound is where the increase and where the where the rent actually becomes worthwhile in the future for the landlord. It's like I'm going to reduce more than 50 percent of my total future earnings because I started on less than. Yeah, it's been very complicated, but but most people are pretty, pretty understanding where people have really gotten a good deal or a scenario where it's worked out well is when they don't have a big fit out cost or moving cost and they've been able to optimize yeah, on the, the big rent and the short lease because and also it has worked out well for some tenants because they may be doing a big shift let's say moving from their house to a shop from an office yep. building to a shop and it's a new model for them so they don't want a long lease because they don't know if it's going to work for their business and they don't have a big cost so they're that we've done a lot of deals with that those type of businesses because they're like great i only want it because typically owners want out of COVID, they will generally only want a three-year lease and they will reject one-year leases because it can take one year to find a tenant sometimes yeah. so with COVID, the tenants who may be trying a different business opportunity are like wow i can just do a one-year lease and i'm getting a 30 percent discount and i can reevaluate. and the tenants are like i don't i know it may go up to double rent but if this business model works that will be okay or yeah. i'll find a different property but i know now that retail model for the physio for the accountant or whatever it is yeah. will work so some people it's what just worked out really well and that's up to the agent to find those businesses and match them with those properties and also as agents in the middle when you know you're getting a really low offer explaining that to a tenant that this may it, it may not work how it does in residential where you lowball it and it's just it moves so quickly it sometimes yeah. you rarely get that in residential where they're like ah oh, don't talk to them like they'll say that but it's i don't know it's a little bit different um mainly because as you said they're going to have that long-term relationship with that tenant. So it's up to us in the middle to be like, I would advise maybe starting here, it won't go down too well, basically. Yeah. And back it up with comparables, being like, this rented for this, this rented for this, you're offering half. Like, if you're just doing it for the sake yeah. of it, it's not gonna work. Like, everything within reason. Um, well, that's yeah. it. And I think a part of, a, a large part of what we do, it's it's not just opinion-based, it's evidence-based, it's fact-based. and when there are some things that aren't but for the most part particularly in these more higher level negotiations you can't just put something forward and not understand why or where it came from you want them to explain themselves and justify it um the, the big difference i suppose is maybe not too relevant but your your residential and commercial in the last couple of months has been or last 18 months residential it's can they pay the rent and then commercial it's is their business going to survive are they yeah. going to survive? Are they going to be able to do it? So there's very different stakes involved. And then the repercussions are very different if you can't as well. So, you know, someone's whole life can go down the drain if they can't pay their rent, because that can be the snowball effect for everything. So we're trying to advise the tenants and the landlord that the feasibility and the viability of this for, for the residential landlords. And I'm not as clued up on the legislation side of residential at the moment, but there were different programs, or sorry, there were different um, uh, 
that that's right exactly so then then there were repayment programs and all this sort of thing Mm -hmm. so the tenants had all of the power but again it's we're we're trying to take the owners away from the tenants having any control over these situations we want our landlords to feel like they're the ones in control the whole time it's not easy to do though yeah and i think the big thing with commercial tenancies was what businesses are lockdown proof because if you're maybe getting a better offer from a uh let's call it a restaurant but they're very vulnerable to shutdowns and lockdowns. And when, what I mean vulnerable, they can't operate. If you don't have income, you can't pay rent. Um, and then there's some businesses like a physio that was able to operate the whole way through and an owner would favour that. So um, there has been those challenges with long, like wherever like one door opens, another uh, one door closes, another door opens. So where some doors closed for longer leases, it opened the door for newer businesses to try a different model, get a shorter lease at a lower rent and also allowed yeah. owners to, uh, to have some rent coming in during this time because a lot of the businesses that need like a, not many big restaurants made moves because they knew no. they were open to it. Um, but fast food places of any capacity that can do anything that's, that's over the counter base. Yeah. And then these businesses have exploded. So I was just thinking then, Burge, that maybe a good topic for a couple of days would be a spotlight over Brookvale and how the there's more food and different things coming into Brookie because COVID has revolutionised and changed, yeah, the the whole the whole marketplace for commercial in a big in a big way. Um, yeah, definitely. Look to do that on Saturday. Brookie's a good one. But that's a wrap yeah. this morning. Um, thanks for watching, Adam and Luke. As always, a pleasure. Uh, yeah, medic. What's that? Not so because they're pretty much recession proof. You always need medical, hundred percent, and that's where we've seen a lot of progression. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Uh,